Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Pastor Michael Sullivan bringing a special Easter message to you from United Baptist Church in Caribou, Maine. Thank you for joining us today. God is good, and we have a wonderful Easter message prepared for you today entitled, O Grave, Where is Thy Victory? O Grave, where is thy victory? We'll be looking at some challenging questions this morning. One of those questions is simply, does God care? You turn on the news or open a newspaper, it's quick to see that everything seems like it's falling apart. Like there's no hope or future to be found. And some of you may have heard or read, if life should return to normal, what type of normal will it be? It seems that our future at times is very bleak, but God has hope in the midst of this difficulty for us. And he has an answer that is most marvelous this morning for you and I. If you're a believer, it's my hope and prayer that this message will encourage your heart this morning that as you and your family are listening to this, that you would know that there is a God who cares, that he honors his promises, that he's watching over you and your family and your lives, and that he cares about each and every one of you, and that there's hope even in the midst of this difficulty, and there's blessings to be found in it. If you're a non-believer and you're listening to this message we're so very thankful, and we invite you to turn up the volume, get comfortable, because God has a message that he wants you to hear this morning. He has a message that may change your life. He has a message of hope. He has a message of certainty in uncertain times. He has a message of peace for your heart. He has a message that can change your life if you let him. We'll be looking at the book of Matthew, the 28th chapter, and we'll go as far as verse 8. And we'll look at two different ladies, Mary Magdalene and other Mary, as the text records, whose lives seemed quite bleak, and it seemed like everything was falling apart. They had been followers of the Lord Jesus. They loved him. They, they followed him. They believed in him. They put their confidence in him. And in a single day, everything began to change. Their Savior, who was in the garden, who was praying, was taken as if he was a vile man. He was dragged in the dead of night before religious leaders and pushed back and forth. Then he was taken and brought before the, the leaders of the world, before Pilate and Herod and and to be judged, judged worthy of death when he had done nothing wrong. And in all of that, he did nothing wrong and, and he showed kindness and love and gentleness. Soldiers put clothing on him and, and a crown of thorns. They mocked him, they beat him. And finally, after Pilate had judged him and seen within him that there was nothing wrong deserving of death, and when he addressed the people, they cried out to crucify him. Crucify Jesus, the perfect and spotless lamb. And so they, they made him carry his cross. 
and on a mountain called Golgotha, they crucified him. They put him to death. The death of a vile and a criminal, a vicious man. And Jesus was pure and perfect. In him there was no sin. There was no wrong. He was perfect in every possible way. And after they had crucified him and after all of this had taken place, this is where we, we begin to look at these two ladies and their lives. And it's somewhat similar to, to where we are this morning. It seems like life is hopeless and, and it might seem as if God doesn't care, as if God doesn't have a plan, as if God has surrendered his authority, as if God has somehow become disconnected with his creation and no longer in any way cares about our troubles. And this is where these these two ladies, Mary Magdalene and this other Mary, were at because they were at a point in their lives where life couldn't be more bleak. Everything that they had believed in had not just fallen apart, but the thing that they believed and hoped in most, Jesus Christ, had been put to the death of a criminal. And it's here that we find these two ladies this this day walking in what must have been a somber walk to visit the grave of their crucified Savior. Listen as we read together, starting in the first verse of the 28th chapter of Matthew. It says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he is risen. And he's risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed he is coming before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for who you are, for the gift of life that we have, the gift of our loved ones, our family that are with us today. Lord, I pray for the believers that are listening to this message right now that this would encourage their hearts, that this would give them confidence to to be bold as lions, that this would give them hope for tomorrow, 
Lord, I pray for those that are listening to this message that, that don't know you. I pray that somehow through through the, the words that are said and through the readings that their lives might be changed forever, that there's, they might be saved, that they might come to know you as their Lord and Savior through, through this text and through the words that are spoken here, that they might discover that they're precious and loved in your sight, that you have a plan for their lives and you care about them as you did with these ladies in the text today. Lord, watch over us, bless us, encourage us, Help us to follow you this morning as we look at what it is that you wish that we should see. We ask this all in the lovely name of Jesus. Amen. So we see as we, we looked at the text that this is this is quite a bleak time for these, these two, two ladies. And so as we start, we'll, we'll look at the, the question that is ever before us, which is, does God care? Does God care about you and me? Does he care about us this morning as everything in our world seems to be changing and in a way that is causing worry and causing panic? Is he concerned? Does he care? Does he love us? And we'll see as it is in the text that it is in our lives this morning that God does indeed love you, that God does care about you, that God has a plan for you in your life. I want to say that one more time. God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. See, as we looked at the text this, this day, we saw that there were two ladies that it seemed like there was no hope and no future for them. It seemed like God was distant and he didn't care. It seemed like life had completely gone out of control, and there was no hope and no future to be found, and everything had fallen apart. And God was there, and God was working, and God was moving, and God had a plan for their lives. God cared. God was acting. God was on his throne. And it's all in the text as we see it, so simply and so clearly. You see, because God was working. He had risen from the grave. In, in being risen, in, in being the resurrected Lord, he defeated death for them. He defeated death and the grave. He defeated hell and Hades. He defeated every single obstacle that was in our ways. So we could be free. And so the question that's being asked today is the same question that would have been asked that morning, which is, is God in control? And does God care about me? Does he care about you? And we see as we go through it that the answer is yes. God cares about you. And he loves you. And that's proven in these two things. Two things most strongly. One, that he came to this earth and died on the cross. And two, that he rose from the dead, defeating death, that you and I could have 
eternal life. Yes, God cares. God loves you. And I earnestly believe that God's heart is deeply saddened by what is going on today. But God gives us free will. God gives us free will so we can choose to follow him. We can choose to love him. But God loves you this morning. And he cares about you and he has a plan for your life. And there's a problem. There's a problem and you may have already recognized it. You may have already seen it. And the problem is quite quite simple. It's called sin. Because sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from the Lord. God is holy. God is perfect. God is pure. God is without sin. God is without fault. And so sin and can't be in, it can't be in God's presence. And so you and I and ourselves and the whole world for that matter, from the beginning of creation till the end of time, could never be right with God in our own standing. We could never earn God's forgiveness in our acts or in ourselves because of sin and because of the separation that it causes. And it doesn't just cause separation. The Bible tells us that sin causes death. It says, for the wages of sin is, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. See, sin causes separation. There's a story that I want to share with you this morning about a little girl. She had long golden hair and green eyes. A big smile that would warm your heart. She was about seven years old and she was a, a very small girl, very, very, very small. A stick, you might call her. And she was a sweet girl. And in one of our programs, I could tell that she was upset. I could tell that she was saddened. And so I, I asked her what was the matter, what was wrong. And she looked at me and tears began to form in her eyes. And she said to me, Michael, my best friend, I told him a secret. I told him a secret and they weren't supposed to tell anyone else. And, and today they, they told someone else. And so now I can't ever speak to them again because of what they've done. She had a pure heart. She had a pure and tender heart, and she understood as a, as a little girl that sin causes separation. She, the friendship that she had with that person was broken because she understood the simple truth that sin and wrong causes separation and it's the same today wrong is still wrong sin is still sin God is still holy God is still just God is still pure God is still perfect and he can't dwell with sin and so there's a third third part here and this is the wonderful part 
See, everything that we've just read, God did for you and I. Everything that we've talked about, God did for you and I. Everything he did on the cross, the pain and the shame and the suffering, he did that so that way we would never need to feel pain or shame in front of the Lord. That we could be holy, we could be perfect. He took on the penalty that you and I deserve because as, as the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. We earned it with, with our shortcomings, as that little girl put it. We, we cause the separation. With our actions, we cause the separation between us and God. But the, the wonderful news is that God cared so much about you that he came and he lived on this earth. A perfect and pure, spotless life. And he gave that pure and perfect and spotless life to die the death of a vile villain on a cross so you and I could be free forever. Free to stand in the presence of the Lord. Free from guilt. Free from shame. Free from the things that we have done that are offense to God and offense to the cross. And God did it because he loves you and he has a plan for you. And if you're sitting home this morning and it seems like there's no hope and there's no future, I want to encourage you and let you know that there is. There's hope to be found in the Lord. There's hope to be found in his cross. There's hope to be found in his tomb, in the resurrection of our Lord and and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to share with you another verse that just, I knew I had to share this. For months I've been waiting to share this with you all. And the verse is is from 1 Corinthians 15.55. And it says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? See, the world is trying to come up with a vaccination that will just help us to keep moving forward. But God in his goodness has given us the answer that's not just a, a temporary fix as a vaccination will be. Because there's always going to be another sickness. There's always going to be another plague. There's always going to be some sort of difficulty in life. It's just a part of this world because we live in a world that has a problem, the problem of sin. But God gave the answer and the, and the, the antidote that would be both now and forever something so wonderful that it would make you and I completely perfect in God's sight, completely pure and flawless. God gave his one and only son that we might be free. Because God loves you and he has a plan for your life this morning. He cares about you and he cares about your life. And I just want you to think about this as as we face the, the possibility of sickness and even the possibility of death. The verse, again, it says, oh, death, where is your sting? You see, because of Jesus Christ, I have no fear in my heart of death. In fact, the day that I leave this earth will be my best day. It will be my best day because I will go and stand before the Lord, not because I'm perfect, not because I've in any way earned my my salvation, but solely because 
Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived and died a perfect life and rose from the the grave that I might be forever free. He defeated death so it has no dominion in my heart. And it goes on and says, Oh grave, where is your victory? See, the penalty for death, as, as we've known, we've talked about, the penalty for sin is, is death. But the grave has no victory because Christ has defeated it. Christ has defeated the grave forevermore. And so this morning, as you're listening in, today God has a message for you. And that message is God wants to save you. All of the worry, all of the fear, all of the panic that's in your heart, God wants to take it away today and give you a hope that is unshakable. He wants to give you a hope that is unshakable and this world cannot break. He wants to give you peace. He wants to give you a life that is so much more meaningful than anything you could ever imagine. A life where you are loved beyond all measure and all human understanding, where you're cherished. And he did it through his life and death on the cross and through his resurrection. He did it for you. And today God wants to save you. Today The gates of heaven are open wide for you. God wants you to enter into your life now, your life with him, your life of being saved, your life of no more fear, your life of no more worry, your life of of peace, peace with God. He's paid the price. He's done it all. And so today he wants you to take that gift. And I want to invite you to do that right now. We're going to go ahead and we're going to close in a word of prayer. And I pray that if you're listening to this message right now and you don't know the Lord, that today this would be the Easter message. It would be the resurrection of your heart where you would be able to say, Oh grave, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? Pray with me now this prayer. Loving Father, I thank you for for today. I accept your gift of salvation. Jesus, I accept your gift of salvation. I'm a sinner and and I've, I've fallen short of your glory. I've fallen short of eternity with you. I know that I'm broken. I know the world that I live in is broken. I know that it causes separation with you. But right now in this moment, I cry out to you in my heart. With all of my being, with all of my soul, I cry out to you and I say, Lord, I give you my life. I give you the fear. I give you the worry. I give you the the failures, the shortcomings. I give it to you and I choose today to live a life of freedom in you, a life heaven bound. Lord, I choose you. I believe in you. I believe as these ladies, I believe that you came to this earth, that you, you came, you died and you rose again and that it was the price that was needed for my sin. I accept it. I believe it. And I give you my life today. Lord, I give you all that I have and all that I am. I give you all of my days. 
May your Holy Spirit enter into me now and your peace flood my soul with such perfect stillness that I've never known to have peace with you, peace with God. Amen.